Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Old Dog Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joe, and this week we dive into the subject matter of goal setting, which seems pretty appropriate considering that it's a new year, it's 2021, and it's not too uncommon to be asked or sit down and contemplate a new year's resolution. We all want better health, more money, a better connected relationship with our loved ones, our wife, our kids. Uh, we want to be better communicators. We want to climb up the ladder wherever we're at uh, professionally. I mean, I think that we all have a lot of the similar ideas and goals in mind, um, dreams, if you want to call them that. And this week we talk about you know, how do you make a dream into a goal and how do you make that goal sustainable and just different techniques of approaching it. Um, I have a good friend of mine and training partner, Trey Gunter on with me this week. You may remember Trey from the episode that coach Anthony and I did on depression. And, um, you know, he's got a really interesting take and a lot of good input. And I'm sure that you guys, whether you are a, a jujitsu athlete, um, or just a, a supporter of the show that's just listening. Um, I think there's some some good takeaways uh, from this episode, so I really hope you enjoy it. And of course, this week we are brought to you by Revital Health Clinics. Uh, Revital Health Clinics is uh, the premier men's and women's health clinic focused on creating health and preventing disease through the optimization of bioidentical hormones, improved diet and exercise. Brendan Sweat, nurse practitioner who's been on the show twice already, he's the owner and operator, and he has just years of experience in the field of hormone optimization and wellness. Um, it, he, I, he will point you in the right direction. Um, if you feel like you're low on energy, just, you're not feeling like yourself. You want that, just that little bit of that extra edge, please just get a hold of him at revitalhealthclinics.com, or you can always contact us at olddogbjj, um, at gmail.com. And, uh, we will, we'll hook you up. We'll get you guys connected. I think it'll, it'll change your life for the, sh- for the better. Um, our second sponsor this week is Fight Voodoo Fightwear. Uh, it's a company, a t- it's a clothing company for fighters founded by JT Conaway. And I'll tell you, JT just loves combat sports and he loves designing clothes for fighters. Um, he, his, his place is local. It's based just south of Nashville. Um, and JT's goal is to make Voodoo or Fight Voodoo a premier name in the fight based clothing. Um, industry. And there's no doubt that one day he's going to get there. Uh, We hope to have him on the show soon. So please check them out at fightvoodoo.com. You can go ahead and check them out on their Facebook page. Also, Uh, I, you know, they have a, their most popular line is a a line of shirts that are the I fight bully line of uh, shirts and sweaters. Um, I personally like the jujitsu saves lives, but whatever you may like, check them out, uh, help support uh, jiu-jitsu uh, folks in the jiu-jitsu industry and um, you know hopefully we'll have JT on the show soon and I, I think you really like him he has a, a, an incredible amount of energy well before we get started on this week's episode on goal setting um, there'll be a couple of times I stumbled during the, the podcast um, there's a golfer I mentioned I couldn't remember his name um, when you get to him that's actually Lee Trevino um, I tried to find the exact quote he talked about with coaching and in the interim of looking that up if you ever want a really good laugh just look up Lee Trevino quotes and um, yeah you'll he, he's definitely a funny guy um, and the second, uh, the second little stumble that I had, I could, I couldn't, 
remember the chapter of um, Jordan Peterson's, the exact title of the chapter of his book, and you'll hear me kind of stumble through that. And the, the exact chapter title is, quote, tell the truth or at least don't lie. And I know that doesn't make sense now. Listen to the podcast. Everything will fall into place. And I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Old Dog Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joe, and I am here with my training partner and good friend, Trey Gunter. How you doing, Trey? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah, it was important to bring you on today. Okay. Because, um, and I don't know this, because we, it, so if you remember, Trey was on when we talked about um, depression. Yeah, I'm and, the depressed guy. <laughs> I'm the guy that talks about depression. And... Uh, but I wanted to bring you, before we did that, we had a conversation in the locker room and I said, oh yeah, hey, we, we need to go on. We need to talk about the depression. Now, I'm taking a big jump because I didn't ask if you were a very goal-orientated guy. So I made yeah. a huge assumption Yeah. when I said, hey, we're going to do this on goal setting. Uh-huh. You want to know where I am on this? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I could be, yep. I could be totally wrong about this, but just understanding your background, uh-huh. knowing the things that you do professionally... I figured that you were, but I yeah. never asked. Yeah, yeah. So I am. Okay. I, so I would say that I feel like I am a goal-oriented person. I'm a person that believes in having goals, but I only want to do goals that I know that I can achieve them. Okay. So where I'm going with this is like, this is a very, uh, this is like the layers to an onion for me. Okay. As it relates to goal setting in that I always set goals. I always set a few goals, not too many. Mm-hmm. but not just one. Gotcha. Right. And I have to, part of the process for me is figuring out why I set the goal, how I will, how I will know that I've attained it. And then what I do to follow that up. Okay. That okay. And we're going to get into that. Yeah. And, and I thought it was important for our first podcast of, uh, of the year to be on this, because I think that we, as a, as a group, mm-hmm. just uh, the zeitgeist of, our society here mm-hmm. in the States, I think that we've gone through these phases of new year's resolutions yeah, yeah. and you remember that was a big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then people say, well, it's, you know, they would criticize that. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having new year's resolutions because we kind of got into this thing now where it's almost like don't set any resolutions. It's a, it's a, it's a childish thing mm-hmm. to do. Nobody sticks with it. Um, it's almost gotten to the point now because people used to ask, mm-hmm. I found it real common. Hey, what's your new year's resolution? Mm-hmm. And now I haven't heard one person ask that. Really? I have not heard one person ask it. Maybe it's just the people I surround myself with. Okay. That it's not anything that anybody's talked about. I don't see it on social media. I don't see interesting. I don't see any memes on, hey, what how are you gonna change your life this year? Very interesting. You know, you uh you, that's a good observation. I mean, I, I so I'll say I, I definitely have people that have asked me what, you know, my I don't use the word resolution. Right. But what my goals for 21, what they are. Okay. Um, and that's interesting. I, I, I've i only maybe had that conversation with three people. Yeah, I have had none of it. Hmm. And I don't want people to shy away from it mm-hmm. because setting goals. And you're right. I don't like the New Year's quote resolution. Yeah. But setting goals. And, and I know we're specific. People are not. They don't listen to us to listen about financial goals sure, <laughs> or, you know, some yeah, yeah. of the other goals that some people might have, maybe right. professional goals or whatever they are. But I think there's 
definitely something inherent about goal setting mm-hmm. in jujitsu. I would, and, I would think so. Yeah. And that translates really to your whole life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope that, you know, by the end of our conversation, maybe there's one or two tools um, that people can t- maybe take away or sure. maybe even light a fire underneath them to say that I think goal setting is incredibly important. That The analogy that I use quite often is, you remember years ago when you would uh, call somebody up to meet them at their house or get a meeting mm-hmm. place and it was like, okay, so you're going to drive down to the twice daily. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you're going to take a right mm-hmm. and there's going to be a, a, the second left. You might miss it. Yeah. And so those were your directions yeah. back then. Yeah. It was a bit hit or miss, right? It was. Sure. And then we went from there to, um, and I remember this just trying to find like the venue that I had to fight at. Okay. You know, or, Hey, you want to come t- train at our place? We're at the strip mall and, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and it's just, Man, I don't know how I got anywhere back then. You just had to you use a thing called a map. And you didn't have a phone to call. <laughs> no, them. there was no phones. Yeah. Right. And then, so then it went on to, do you remember AAA? Have you had a AAA? Oh, yes. So the guys I used to fight with, there would always be <clears throat> one guy that had mom or dad's AAA membership. Okay. And they could go down and they can go to the AAA office and they would get the, do you remember the print? I don't know. Did you ever remember them? They were almost like um, little well, flip charts. With a map. With the map, yes. right? Yeah, it was before, like laminated almost. It was, and yeah. they would print it out for you as part of your membership. Yes. And before that, my dad didn't go anywhere without a Thomas Brothers book of maps. Do oh, you remember the Thomas Brothers book of maps? I don't remember the Thomas Brothers, but may, mm, it was Rand McNally, maybe. That it? sounds familiar too. But but you I have mean, to be an old dog to remember. And if any, yeah. if, you, if you are under the age of. 30? You don't know what the fuck we're talking you about right now. And, I'm, and I'll say this. I'm turning 39 next week, so <laughs> I know what's up here. <laughs> so we went from there, and then we got the, the internet started, and yep. then you could go to AAA, yep. and, or you could go to probably gotta get MapQuest. MapQuest. MapQuest was the one, yeah. right? So with each piece of technology we got a little bit more specific mm-hmm. and a little bit more specific now we have then we had tom 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 and the garmin oh the gps's yeah yeah yeah, yeah who the yeah. hell has those anymore uh, i haven't you know uh loves truck stops that's where you can go pick those up <laughs> i think they still sell those but yeah when when so when those came out that was at the very beginning of my medical career and okay. so i would do ride-alongs with uh ems Okay. And so all the EMS guys would have the Tom Tom mm-hmm. or they would have the Garmin and that would help them get to wherever they needed to go. Right. Before that, you had to be an expert in that area to, to know where around. to go. Yeah. You know, you basically had to be a seasoned taxi cab driver, right? Wow. Now the technology has become so good, so specific, and that's the key word there, specific. Uh-huh. That you could just say, wow, you know, I want to be an Uber driver. No yeah. problem. You don't even need to know the city. You don't city. have to know anything, yeah. All you need to know, have is this phone. Yeah. And you have Google. You have Waze, which I used to call Wazi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like Waze, though. Wazi. We have all these things that are very specific, and they get us to our destination. Uh-huh. And I think, to me, trying to get somewhere in your life mm-hmm. without a goal... It's like trying to get to a destination without having those tools. It's basically, to me, I think if you don't have goals, you're basically hopping in a rudderless ship. Yeah. That You'll go wherever the wind takes you. If you're smart enough to have a sail, right? right. It'll just, wherever you land is where you land. And one out of 100,000 people will land where they're happy. Yeah. Or Maybe. I won't say happy. They'll land somewhere where they're satisfied. And yeah. And they've... But, comfortable or yeah the problem and we talked about probabilities before mm-hmm. we started the podcast 
and the probabilities of that happen that's really slim it is and you always have that one person that says well i know so and so and he's not a goal setter or he didn't really and look where he ended well mm. that's a one out of a million yeah but situation. i would also tell you that I, I just don't i don't see how that's remotely possible in that mm-hmm. whoever that whoever that person is that just somehow miraculously you know happened upon success in anything in life there was an intent there right which means i believe that they had a end goal right 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 there whether they stuck to it or not there was a goal there was a hey i want to get from this pit of mire and like crap that i'm having to deal with and i want to have a better life in some aspect some aspect. of your yeah, life right, right, you right. got to have a like you have to realize i'm here and i want to get to there right that's a goal right really Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what's the difference? I've always said dreaming and I'm big on dreaming. I actually have something called my book of dreams. Okay. The book of dreams. Is this like a, like a, like a scrapbook type thing or it's where I brainstorm. Okay. And it, and it's okay to be crazy. It's okay to be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It's okay to dream. Yeah. It's, it's that one piece of paper or book of papers that allows you to be a silly and is outrageous mm-hmm. and as outside, I hate that. I use it all the time. I hate it because everybody uses it outside the box. I, I don't know a better. Unbridled. I like unbridled. Yeah. As nutty as you, you would <clears> never <throat> want anybody. I actually bought one for my wife and I okay. have one and, 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 and well, the, I use a regular scrapbook, okay. but for Christmas, I bought her one book that's called burn after uh, burn after writing. Oh, that's cool. So, and she has hers, I have mine, and we're supposed to both write and then kind yeah. of compare and laugh. Okay. And But the idea of it is burn after writing because you wouldn't want anybody else mm-hmm. to read this. Okay. Because so it could be as crazy and as nutty as you want. Okay. So I always thought of dreaming as your imagination and then the goals is actually the physical work that goes behind it. Okay. Physical and mental. So I don't know if that's a good way of describing no, it. Because people make this huge distinction between dreaming and goals. And I know Professor Reggie talks about it quite a bit. Okay. Um, when he talks about goal setting, um, that you can't just dream. And and you hear this from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But everything starts with a dream. Yeah, right. So and you have to start with a dream and then you break it down to how do you tactically make that dream become a reality? Or is that dream... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, some some things you dream, they're, they're just like, we don't have the technology available today right. to make it happen. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of on you to help develop that technology. Right. Yeah. 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 I would say that you look at a guy like Elon Musk and that's kind of what, how he's operating his life is he wants to go to the moon. So how do you get to the moon? Well, I got to figure out how to get to the moon. So I need to build rocket ships. Yeah. I got to get good at rocket ships and replicate that safely so I can get people in the into space and then back do that several times and then take a trip to Mars. So having people like him Mm -hmm. as a tangible this person took something ridiculous and did it is mm-hmm. so it is absolutely invaluable I agree. when we're having conversations like this yeah because it does really allow people to say dream but you but know don't what? just dream don't dream implement mm, okay and so but that I, implements the goal part that's right that's, to me that's what it is okay so i like that we're talking about dreams and how a dream or a thought or an idea then moves into something else. Mm-hmm. And what we're really talking about is the gap between the dream and the execution. Right? 
Yeah, and how do you do that? Because that is a skill in of itself. And I think most people don't, I don't think people realize that you actually either have to have a mentor Mm -hmm. or you have to, and I I say that books and courses and Mm -hmm. and lecture, those are mentors too. It doesn't have to be a physical person. Mm -hmm. God, it helps when it's a physical person. It does. With accountability, it sure does. Huge. Yeah. And those are all aspects of of setting a goal and then being successful at that goal. Mm -hmm. So do you have a, a particular process that you you follow? I do. I do. So <clears throat> what I, what I do is, um, I try to, I try to each year. Okay. Okay. I try to do, I try to set three goals. Okay. Okay. Um, my goals for this year mm-hmm. are, I want to drop 15 pounds. Okay. Cause I'm, I plan on actually compete, uh, competing this year. Okay. Oh, awesome. Right? Okay, cool. So I want to compete. I know I want to be at a weight class. I'm not big on dieting. Mm-hmm. Because I like to live life, mm-hmm. right? So my goal is I want to drop 15 pounds by the end of March. Okay. So that way, hopefully the rest of the year, I can maintain that weight and I can compete as many times as I want. Okay. All right. That's just my thought. The second thing that I want to learn or do is I got to learn another language. Yeah. Right. And then the third thing that I want to do is this is going to sound strange and I even brought it here. Oh, okay. Awesome. <clears throat> I want to yeah, learn, no, you brought some stuff in and I asked you what it was. I want to learn how to stitch fools up. Oh, you're getting out? Yes. So I bought this little thing here, and I was going to talk to you about it, see if you could give me some lessons. Not today, because my hand's messed up. But but my goal this year is I want to learn how to do stitches. Yeah. Now, that might be weird to most. No, but to I me, like I think of that as like a really good beneficial filthy skill right. to have. Yeah. Because just who knows? I mean, who knows what happens? So... Those are my goals, and let me walk you through why those goals. Well, why those goals? We talked about the first one. I want to drop weight because I want to compete. Okay. I'm at a pretty healthy weight now. That's the only reason why I want to drop the weight is because I want to compete at a weight class. But why? Because um, that, that's huge. I mean, because we say that So you're. it's almost like the dream. I haven't heard the dream of why, I guess, yet. Why I want to compete? Yeah. Because I like it. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I want to test myself. I want to prove that the work that I've done or the work that I've not done has gotten me to the end result. Would I, would it be fair to say that you, you, that, so your goal is really to, I'm looking at it as in you want to grow, you want your jujitsu to grow. Oh, you want your, yourself to grow. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So this is like a growth goal, a personal goal. goal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Um, why another language? Well, the world is getting smaller. Yep. And people speak more than one languages, right? And we're like the few that don't. We're the few, and I don't want to be the guy that can't get around the world speaking another language or two. Yeah. Yeah, that's I hear just, you. Yeah. That's how I am, and I feel like that would be a good tool to have is, you know, if I learn how to speak Spanish that's uh, based in Latin, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully I could maybe understand Italian and Portuguese, Portuguese and other Latin-based languages. Yeah. So that's just why, like, lowest common denominator, man, it'd be sweet to be able to speak Spanish. Yeah, would. You know? Yeah. And then uh, the stitches, well, I'm just afraid, or not afraid, I just know that there will be a, something that will pop up in my future. Yeah. That if I had the ability to save someone in some capacity by knowing how to do a stitch and to sew them up, 
How would that not be valuable? Dude, I'll tell you some of the, so I do have a, a number of nurses that listen to this. Okay. That I work with. Why? Because they don't practice jujitsu. I think they're just being kind supporters yeah, yeah. of the show, right? Yeah. Supporters of me. Yeah. It is really cool when somebody's bleeding, uh-huh. like an arterial bleed. Okay. And uh, you're able to throw a stitch and close up that artery mm-hmm. and just calm the whole situation down. That's what I'm saying, man. I just yeah. want to be able to calmly, for whatever reason, I'm walking down the side of the road, someone's laying there. They got a, a big gash in their leg. How to control that bleeding. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. That's why it's part of ACE. That's why it's a part of first aid, but to be able to definitively, I wouldn't even say definitively, but you put a, a larger stop on that mm-hmm. when you learn how to stitch. Okay. And then plus when you're by yourself and you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to get any help for a greater length of time mm-hmm. to be able to do that. That's what like I'm when, when we get injured on vacation and it's happened mm-hmm. to be able to stitch it up, not have to go anywhere. It's gotta be and just, cool, man. It is, it is, I'm not going to lie. It is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's, so that's, <laughs> that's kind of my goals And the okay. way, the way that I'm going about it is I know that for me, I have to create habits. Okay. All right. So, and that's me, an aspect of goal setting. I think a lot of people don't realize, and then they fall off that's and right. then their, then their goals remain a dream. That's right. I don't want to do that. Okay. Me personally, I don't. I have a lot of dreams, but I know that I can really only truly attain maybe two in a year. Right. So that's why I said three. Okay. Because I know that one of them, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to arrive. Right, 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 right. right. So it's like a, I want to be able to have something that I can do relatively easily. Like I can drop 15 pounds pretty easily, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It just requires some intense focus for a finite amount of time. Sure. Yep. So it's like a pseudo short-term, mid-term, and then a long-term goal for the year. And so what I have to do is I have to figure out how do I get from point A to point B? Well, I have to take steps to get from point A to point B. So what are those steps? Right? So for me, I need to do some sort of physical activity six days a week. Okay. I need to watch my caloric intake. I need to watch my hydration. Right? Right. I do that. I create a habit so I don't have to think about it. Right, right, right. So then I, you know, once I start on that path, then I figure out, okay, for me to learn another language, I have to take time to dedicate to that. Mm -hmm. How much time do I have? Well, I got 24 hours a day like everybody else. Right. So what do I need to shift to make that time? Does that make sense? It does. And I like how all three of these, because I I wasn't going to get into super short daily goals today, because I think that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. sit down. Mm -hmm. But I do like how you approached it, because I imagine that the stitching is pretty short term, the the weight loss of midterm, and the language obviously is going to be long term. Yeah. Right, right. So do you set aside the beginning of every year where you sit down and do this and you dedicate a day or is this like a cumulative thing that happens? Yeah. Great question. Both. Okay. So um, when I decide that I'm, I want to learn something or I have a, I have a dream that's now becoming a goal Yes. Before, to stay on topic, like this would be cool. This would be a great thing for me to learn, do, achieve, whatever. When am I going to start it? I'm going to start it right freaking now. Yes. That's what I typically do. Okay. I don't wait on the clock to strike a certain hour. You can't me. do that. No, I just do it now. 
So, like, I told Melinda, my wife, hey, I want to learn how to stitch people up. She was like, okay, you should do that. <laughs> you should totally do that. And I was like, no, but I'm serious. She goes, yeah, okay, uh-huh, yeah, you should do it. So, I just got online. I figured out how to learn how to do stitches. And I saw this thing on Amazon. I freaking ordered it. Actually, what you have right there is something that we we, we use in med school and residency. That's why I got it. Because yeah. it said that in the description. It was like med school something. I was like, man, that's what I got to get. I got to yeah. get the legit stuff. Because I yeah. want to literally, I want to learn the best that I possibly can. Right, right, right. So I just bought it. Well, why have I not started that yet? I got an injury. I can't do a whole lot of stuff right now with my with my janky hand, right? Right, right. So, so how do you, so there, I'm, I have ways that I do this. And so I try to try to think about the things that have been barriers to people in completing their goals. Okay. And I think one of the things is we, we, we sit down and we, we have a goal and then life gets in the way Mm -hmm. and that goal drops off. Yeah. Now I have, and I've taken different things from different people. Mm -hmm. So like the, have you ever heard of the, the, the mirror of destiny? I have not. Okay. So the mirror of destiny is a place that you go every single day. Okay. And in one form of another, I use sticky notes. Okay. I go to this particular place every day and whatever goals that I actually have short, mid and long, those sticky notes are on that mirror. Okay. So I have to go there. I have to look, I have to look at those goals to remind myself Mm -hmm. that did I set myself up for success for that goal right now? Mm. And I cannot not address it. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the reasons why, if you ever read uh, uh, Peter uh, Jordan Peterson's book, um, 12 Rules to Life, okay. there's a chapter in there where he talks about, and I, I God, I wish I had the name, the exact name of the chapter in front of me. It, it said, it says, um, it basically says, why is lying a sin? Lying is not a sin because there's some, I mean, you can argue back and forth about this, but I think his perspective is lying is not an inherent sin. Okay. But the things that lying does to you, you'll pay the price later on. So for these things to work, you have to be an honest You person. have to be honest. That's true. Because you have to hold yourself accountable and you can't rationalize. Yeah. For those people that... that and, you, and first of all, you have to be honest with yourself. Uh-huh. You have to have one of those sit downs. And I, and I actually do this twice a year. Okay. Um, whenever, and so people are like, why do you like to go on vacations? What do you, you know, and, and, you know, it's, people sometimes will... Um, sh- what my buddy calls uh, vacation shaming. Okay. <laughs> hey man, don't let nobody vacation shame you. Okay. Well, my vacations aren't always just a vacation. Okay. When I go on a vacation, when it's just Amy and myself, that's a time for reflection. Yeah. And that time for reflection is going to be um, very painful. Mm. It's gonna. It usually involves a lot of tears. Let me uh, delete this, guys. Sorry about that. Maybe I can delete that out. My computer is hooked up to our phones. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a time to sit down and say, um, you're a coward. Or you failed at this. Or your anger has caused these problems in your life. Mm. And it's a very painful process. Mm -hmm. But through that, I think if you can sit there, if you allow yourself to actually take the time to examine who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, you say, you know what? I'm not an honest person. Mm. Those are the people that you absolutely, when you have a goal, you need to go to everyone mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm competing mm-hmm. in six months. Mm-hmm. I'm competing in six months. So because you're not good enough to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. So you have to, I mean, there's different things. So I think the the the, the mirror of destiny only works 
if you're an honest person, if you're going to hold yourself accountable. And you really have to know if you are or not. And if you're not, you better go to some other people that are going to hold you accountable. Don't you think that's part of the reason why most people, not everyone, but most people don't really ever achieve their goals is because they're not honest with themselves? Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's a hard thing to say that, listen, once you leave the house, mm-hmm. once you leave mom and dad, mm-hmm. and even mom and dad aren't always good at this. That's right. Who tells you to make your bed? Who tells you to clean your room? Who tells you you got to get your homework in on time? Mm-hmm. Who does all these childish things to help you stay on the train tracks? Once you leave, you are in charge. Mm-hmm. And most of us fit our life to our comfort. That's right. And part Nothing of that... good comes out of comfort, though. And, and absolutely, because what happens is you say, oh, I didn't get that project in on time because... Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z was going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't get this done because X, Y. And then you reflect back on that and you say, you know what? I'm really good at rationalizing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I'm going to look at the the mirror of destiny and hold myself to it. So it is important. And I absolutely agree. The reason why people don't hold... they don't have anyone coaching them. You are your own coach. You are your own... No one's telling... I always think about my mom. Mm -hmm. I never turned a, a library book late. When my mom, because my mom was always, you know, really? you chucked it, you know, she worked at the school because she took, I, I, we grew up in a really poor area, okay. but she volunteered at a, at a elementary school where all the rich kids went Oh wow! that allowed me to go there. Okay. So she didn't want me to go into Bonaire or, or, uh, Santa Fe because okay. they were quote bad schools. Okay. She wanted me to go to Monta Vista because that's a good school because it was the good schools yeah. where all the kids who lived in homes went to. I was the only kid that lived in an apartment that went there. That I knew of. Wow. Okay. So everyone I was around, I grew up with, like, you know, lived uh-huh. like my best friend, Brian Poyer. He lived up and over in our apartment complex. I was apartment one. He was apartment four. Okay. Like all those kids. I didn't go to school with those kids. Because wow. no, my mom needed me to go to a good school. So okay. she volunteered at the school until she, we got to the point where she had to work. Um, and uh, she made sure I stayed on track. Yeah. I would never have done that on my own. Yeah. And and even now as an adult, if I don't have my wife with some of these things, they don't get done. Yeah. I don't think I'd pay a bill, (laughs) but that's just me. And I'm honest about Mm -hmm. that. So yeah, the goal setting thing, if you're not an honest person, if you're not honest with yourself, you're rationalizing, you're going to fall off. track. So even now, just looking at turning a dream to a goal, you Mm -hmm. can see how difficult it is and why so many people fail at that. It is. But here's the thing that I would say. Um, I know that I know that I've set my three goals. Mm-hmm. I know that I will achieve two of them. I know that. I did not say that it would be easy. Right. I did not say that I would be successful. And you didn't set easy goals. I didn't set easy goals, but I didn't set really freaking nasty hard ones either. Well, it's like the IBM approach. Did you ever hear how IBM dealt with their salespeople? Oh, well, they cut the they call the top or the bottom 20% each year or 10% each year. Um the story that I heard was that when they had their first group of salespeople in, they set the goals really low. Okay. And they did that on purpose. Oh, to make you achieve them, to have some confidence. To, Correct. It's like a drug. But when you're setting goals for the, like when you're saying, okay, I'm back on track, I'm going to do this right. Mm-hmm. Where do you set your goals? Too high sometimes. And then, you know, it, it's almost like the, um, the addiction anonymous thing, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's one day. That's all it is, is one day at a time. 
it's not I'm going to be sober for the next mm-hmm. 20, 30 I just years. get through the day. Yeah. And that's achievable. It is. And so achievable goals is incredibly important because if not, you fall right off. Absolutely. And it's too much for you to handle, especially if you, it's like trying to walk into the gym and bench 400 pounds. It's not, it's, it's not. Very few people can do that. Right. Right. And the guys that can do that, they've put in work to be able to do that. <laughs> like that's how that, that's how life kind of works in a way. Right. Right. I mean, right. When I started riding a bike and I took my training wheels off, like it took me time to figure out how to ride my bike like I can now without training wheels. It didn't just happen overnight. It didn't happen instantly. Right. It took mm-hmm. some time to do it. And to me, I think that's all really like for me, goal setting is just the constant chipping away each day, each week, each month. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are going to be days that I'm not going to. I'm not going to practice my Spanish. Right. Why? Because life got in the way or I didn't prioritize it or I mm-hmm. didn't take the discipline. Right. But I'm still going to do the. I'm still going to tackle the goal. I guess for me, I've learned that when I get derailed, the best thing for me to do is just get back on the rail. Right. Not get upset, kick myself, get disappointed by the fact that I squandered time you know, when I got 52 weeks to learn these things and I took four of those weeks and I didn't do anything with it. Well, whatever, man, I still have what, 48 weeks to still right. do things. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I don't and know it, if that's it, the right way or wrong. No, no, no. I think it's very similar and it's what we preach all the time in jujitsu. You're not going to come in and every practice is going to be, well, it will be successful, mm-hmm. but it may not be successful in your mindset. You're not going to come out and tap everybody. You're not going to pull off every new technique that you think you're going to. You're not going to escape those positions that you thought you were going to. Mm -hmm. But the solution isn't just to get up and quit, but so many people do. They do. Especially when you get to that stage that we talk about all the time where their progression is no longer on that steep slope. Mm. I mean, the most wonderful time for a lot of people is white to blue. Okay. Because they are seeing that improvement. It's, it's a huge improvement. Right. I mean, you take somebody that's a white belt and they come and they, they become a blue belt. That may be the steepest curve of improvement there is in jiu-jitsu. Wow. Because you go from learning nothing to, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, all these huge discoveries. Mm-hmm. And then you hit this plateau. It's, I don't think it's true plateau. Okay. But it seems like a, a plateau. perceived plateau. Correct. And people drop out hmm. from that same thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, or they have to mispractice because of an injury. Or they, and so it's not a perfect, mm-hmm. it's not a perfect progression the way they were thinking. Yeah, because that that's a that's a lie though. If you believe that you're going to have a perfect progression, you've bought into that lie. Yeah. Because the one thing that we know is true. The only thing constant is change. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And all we really have is time. Mm. So, if I got time, I know that what I'm trying to do is going to change and I'm going to have all these external and internal influences that are either going to put me on the path or take me off the path of the ultimate goal of of success and whatever it is, I just have to, I have to learn how to be okay with getting back on the saddle. And that's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. And that's why people shy away. I think that's why they do it. But why do we do that as humans? Why do we, 
why do we like let that voice in our head get loud sometimes? Because we don't have mom and dad around anymore. Now we're in charge. And so when things become uncomfortable, we can crumble so easily and we don't have to be accountable to anybody. Mm. No one knows these goals that I'm setting. Mm -hmm. and, and now all of a sudden, they don't seem quite as important anymore because now it's difficult. And now I'm so far off of it already. And now I've missed so much. Yeah. Or I forgot about it because time got in the way, life got in the way. And now it's not right in front of me any longer. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right answer. I'm, it's just, Sounds I think like a part weird. of it. Yeah. Um, there's something funny that you, that you talk about with your goal. It sounded like you were, and this is for any of you, and I don't know if we'll have time to really get into it, but, um, indirectly, you're going to see that. I don't think there's any way about talking about successful goal setting without talking about the, 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 the smart approach. Okay. And I, I do the smart approach when it comes to your training, like dividing up mm -hmm. your training, but the S M A R T complete, obviously is going to stand for something completely different, mm -hmm. but the S is specific. Mm hmm um, and it sounds like you're very specific. Mm -hmm. You said what you want to learn, mm -hmm. not just that you want to be able to, let's just, let's just say the, the stitches mm -hmm. that I want to be able to take care of myself in a survival setting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Mm -hmm. It's very specific. It is specific. And the other thing is you hit the R, it seems very relevant Okay. because people can be very specific about goals, but it's not relevant to their dream. Mm. So, and that's why I think the dream is so important. Okay. You know, it's one thing if you have a dream to, um, I don't know, I, w I don't want to take financial goals, but let's just say um, you want to achieve your black belt. That's your that's your dream. I want to be yeah. a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, and so my goal is going to be, um, I want to be a long distance. I want to get, I want to do long distance running. Okay. Uh, I don't know how relevant that is. I don't know how there's correlation. To, right. There has to be correlation. Yeah. But there's so many times that people will set a goal. It doesn't matter. It's not relevant to that. Yeah. So you sound very specific. You're very relevant. And the T, of course, is time. And it sounded like you said, at least with the the tournament, mm -hmm. you said there was, or was it the weight loss? Well, yeah. So you, you said, I want to lose 15 pounds. And you gave yourself a time. Yeah. By the end of March. Right. Because if you don't give yourself that time. A deadline. Yeah. You have to give yourself a deadline. Mm -hmm. um, that, and it's a funny thing about deadlines. Because it seems like when we have deadlines, I don't know about you, okay. you're probably not like me. Uh, I probably am. <laughs> so I have I have an instructor's course that I have to take for advanced trauma life support. Okay. And so I have to do a presentation. Okay. And I've had this now for about three weeks. Okay. And I know the deadline is uh -huh. next Friday. Yeah. So you'll get started on it maybe Wednesday. <laughs> Well, I now, but, now knowing me, I actually got started life. yesterday. Oh, wow! But that's a big gap for me because okay. whenever I give a presentation, mm -hmm. it's usually a two. I mean, even when I do like when I do classes, mm -hmm. I don't. Even though it may look like if 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 professor, you know, because things you know things are are different. Things get in the way, and, mm -hmm. and I'm always asking him, "Hey, do you want me to teach? Hey, mm -hmm. I can teach this one. I like to teach this one." Mm -hmm. If he says, "Yeah, go ahead and teach this," I've already developed what I'm going to teach yeah. in a weeks before. Well, I can tell you that it shows because I really enjoy when you do instruction because there's the technique, there's the reason why we need to have the technique, mm -hmm. there's the, hey, here's how you get into this position to utilize the technique, right, right, here's right. what you do to get out of the position. Yeah. You know, there's a, it's a, it's very systematic and digestible. And I think so hopefully, yeah, no, thanks. Um, I, I, hopefully that's because of the prep that took place. Yeah. So for me to do this thing a week out, that's, that's short for me, but okay. you're right. A lot of times it would be two days before the deadline, mm -hmm. 
but you still get to it. But that's why the deadline is so important. It is. Because if you don't have the deadline, when do you lose the 15 pounds? Absolutely. You know, you have to have that. Yep. And I, I've heard so many people say, I want to get in shape. You mm-hmm. know, what's your what's your goal? I want to get in shape. But yeah. what the fuck does that yeah. mean? Quantify that. And, and your idea of getting in shape, and you hear this a lot. I hear this a lot from, from my wife. Okay. She's like, ah, oh, I want to get in shape. She's already in shape, mm-hmm. but she's like, I want to get in shape. I'm going to lose X amount of weight. I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. I don't know if losing weight is relevant to you getting into shape. Yeah. What is it that you need to get in shape? And let's dive into that. Yeah. And some of those answers of getting into shape are going to be uncomfortable. They are. Because they might, they might include some things you don't want to do, mm-hmm. like lifting, like gaining more muscle yep. mass, yep. like maybe increasing your conditioning, mm-hmm. and maybe the weight loss will be a byproduct of yeah. that for her specifically. Now, for us, weight loss in our lifestyle is incredibly important because we have weight divisions. That's right. So that's a little different. Mm-hmm. But when you get the common, um, oh, I want to tighten up my diet, yeah. I'm going to cut out all fat. Man, that's not healthy. Right. So you can see that the the, the, the relevance has to be there. And the timing has to be there. And you have to be specific. Okay. And of course, it has to be achievable. So I have to ask, what does the M and the A stand for? So the S is specific. Mm -hmm. Uh, The T is for timing. I always, always, because I always can have a brain for it, I always have it right here. (laughs) So, oh yeah, the S is measurable. Oh, well, yeah. Um, Okay, I'm a bit, okay. So, uh, but I'm very, so the S is specific. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and we can talk about the order that I apply these because they don't go in the order in which they're listed. Okay. So you have to be very specific with your goals, as, as I've said probably yeah. about 20 times now. By the, the way, yeah. it's important to be specific with your goals. But so many people aren't. I know. But I, the fact that you say, hey, I've said it several times, like yeah. jokingly, but also serious, it's kind of important to be specific. Yes. Otherwise, again, using the rudderless ship analogy, you're just going to, you're not going to go anywhere. Right. I think you have to be so specific that you, you need to narrow it down. And, and everybody can have their other their way of doing this. Mm-hmm. I have a particular way that I, I get really, really specific. But yeah, you have to be specific. And it has to be measurable. Yep. And this, unless you've been in, unless you've really done a lot of goal setting, and I would say the people that are really good at measuring things have some type of business background. Yeah, yeah. Because we know that you can't make adjustments and you can't really gauge where you're at if you can't measure it. That's right. So I say all the time uh, with process ish. Well, I'll try to take it out of the business world or the world of medicine, and we'll take it into jujitsu. It's the I understand why you're trying to take it away from business and all, but the reality is this is just how life is. Yeah, you can put this in with anything. Yeah. You, when you master one thing, you see it in all mm-hmm. things. So, okay, uh, this is a common common um, thing that happens at work. Okay. So we will implement change. If you guys have ever been to an emergency department, what's the most painful part of being in an emergency department for most people? I mean, thankfully, I've not had to go a whole lot. What's the, what's the one reason? If you have a little injury, you don't want to go to the emergency department typically because of this or even... You know, to the because because of this one thing that this is the biggest deterrent I think for people seeking care. Ooh, I don't know. For me, I don't like to wait. Exactly, that's what it is. One hundred percent across the board. It's wait. Yeah. So as an administrator, one of the and and I don't, I'm a clinician. I'm a ninety percent clinician, ten percent administrator. Okay. So, but from the administrative point, one of the biggest things we deal with is wait times mm-hmm. okay and so we implement change mm-hmm. and from my colleagues a lot of times what i hear is i don't feel that the, and i 
and and it depends on my mood. Okay. If I'm in the asshole mood, I usually interrupt them and say, I don't care about what you feel. Yes. When we're talking about a process, yes. I don't care about how you feel. There's not subjectivity to it. It's no. Subjective. What does the data show? Yes. Data is objective. Feelings are subjective. Correct. And bringing us back to jujitsu, mm-hmm. it's a common conversation with Jackson. He says, I don't feel like I'm improving or I don't feel like my guard pass is working. I don't feel okay. What objective data do you have for your feeling? So this is why it's important to be able to measure what your goals are. And I will tell you when it comes to languages, my hardest, my hardest part about languages is how do I measure? And so a lot of times the measurements I use measurements aren't always perfect either. No, they're not. So you got to hope what you're measuring is a reflection mm-hmm. of your progress. Yes. For me, um, with, with my goal when it comes to language, is my measurement is how far am I getting through this program? So I have a couple of programs. Around time? No, or- um, like how, like, so let's just say we'll take um, Duolingo, for instance. Okay. So, uh, you know, how am I measuring? You know, like, I have this goal. I want to be able to speak Portuguese. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have conversational Portuguese. Enough that somebody dropped me off in in Brazil and I could get along. Get around, yeah, yeah. I could get around, right. Um, So how do I measure that? Got to practice your Portuguese with Portuguese speakers. (laughs) Right. But then how do I, at the end of three months, how can I say, do I just say I feel that my Portuguese has come along well? I don't have an instructor. So mine's going to be a little indirect. It's going to be how many lessons did I get through? Mm. Did I finish this program? Well, that's my measurement. Okay. Now it may or may not be a good measurement. But a lot of times you have, at least measure. I have something. Yes. Most of the time, the measurements we have are shit, mm-hmm. but at least we have something. Have something yeah. It's better than nothing. nothing. Correct. So measurement really in, 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 in jujitsu, of course we have the belt system mm-hmm. and things. So there's other objective things that we have to measure our success. So that's the M the A is achievable. And I think that, you know, we really have to sit down and not look at sometimes when we set goals as them being weak, if they're achievable, they're they're good yeah because you had a goal and you achieved it that's yeah. the whole point of this yeah. right i mean it's to it's to start building little goals you know have some small victories some wins some skirmishes and some wins right and then as you get like to use like the military thing right you have like a little skirmish then you have a battle and then you have the war right right and the skirmishes lead up to the battles and the battles lead up to the war and you want to be able to you know, in whatever you do, you got to like, you got to practice it. Yeah. You got to practice it because to. there's going to be things that you're going to want to implement as a goal that might seem like it's a skirmish or a battle. Little did you know, it's a damn war, <laughs> right? But that's how, yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. This is it. I like this. Yeah. Stuff. This so, is- and then the, the, we, we, the, the, the R, so the R is the relevant. Mm-hmm. I, I've already said that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the T is the timing. Okay. You have to have the timing. And there's an E and an R. And the E is, you know, um, I, I always say um, evaluate. Uh, we'll get into the E and R, like the smarter. But oh, let's, okay. just stick, let's just stick with, with smart. So you have a, a, a specific goal. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you have to ask, is it relevant? So, again, we're not going S-M-A-R-T. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I understand. You know, you have to sit down. You have to dream. You have to come up with something. Where do I want to be? Oh, okay, I see myself as being able to travel and be independent. What's one of the things I would be able to do mm-hmm. with that? Okay, um, little goals. Oh, I got to get a passport or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, basically mm-hmm. hanging fruit. Oh, the language. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Okay. So, really, is it relevant for me to learn Japanese? And so this is a hard one for me. Okay. 
because yes. I, I I love Japanese. I was going to ask you about this with the, with the language and and all. But right now, learning Japanese is not relevant for me. It's okay. not as relevant as Portuguese. Oh, okay. Now, is Portuguese as useful as Japanese? Eh, they might be hand in hand. Probably the most useful for what I do for work mm-hmm. is Spanish. Okay. But, but if you can speak Portuguese, maybe you can understand. I'm pretty Spanish. good. Yeah. Yeah. But this is not a professional goal. Because mm-hmm. I, I break mine up into personal, professional, life. I'm not going to get into all that right now. Okay. But as far as a personal goal, the Portuguese is my passion for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So, yes, that is relevant. It and is. then I get into, okay, so what's achievable? So certainly achievable right now is not this minute going, oh, shit, this is a long-term goal. Uh-huh. Okay, it's a long-term goal. Okay, so what's the timing going to be? Yeah. Oh, man, I think i got to break this up into short ones. Okay, so the timing is by the end of the year, I want to be able to have a conversation. I want to be able to coach somebody in Portuguese. I want to be able to speak to my professor. Okay, great. Okay, now how am I going to measure that? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I can ask him for my opinion, his opinion. That's going to be tough. Um, okay. I'm going to get these. I'm going to get this program okay. and I'm finishing this program in six months. And so is it perfect? Probably not. It's I could probably something. have a teacher that come in and say, I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. So that's the SMART, the timing, the the relevance and all mm-hmm. that. You mix that all. And the E and the R is the, the E is evaluate. You always have to evaluate where you are. And that's where the, the mirror of destiny comes and in. And is the R repeat? No, it's re- oh. it's reward. Oh well, you gotta have that reward. Yeah, man. you have to have the reward. Yeah. Um. A lot of people. The first time I ever heard this was, of course, with financial goals. Yeah. And it was okay. You want to have X amount of dollars in the bank, and what would your reward be in six months? You get to spend a thousand dollars on any frivolous thing that you would never buy for yourself. That's your reward. Your reward can come in any form. Yeah. Um. What I do is it's usually a dinner out. Okay. You know, and this ridiculous dinner is because we did did this because eating is huge for me. Okay. Or it could be a small vacation or it could be whatever it is. Um, and, uh, that, that's just, that's just my approach with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I found with all these other ways of goal setting, these are somehow in there, but the nuances of them aren't necessarily in there like finding a mentor finding a resource these are all really really tough so when you say with your 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 weight loss Uh well i mean i would say would you say you're a brown or a black you're probably a black belt when it comes to fitness Mm -mm. i'm like brown i'm like a three stripe purple okay three stripe purple maybe okay Okay. so do do you feel you have enough for that or do you seek out somebody during that time or do you feel you have that down that's interesting um so there are certain areas in my life that i can take the ownership 100 mm-hmm. and i don't really need i don't need external stuff um it's nice right but i don't need it so for me like uh fitness things for me it's an internal thing for me Okay. I don't like, I don't need a coach reminding me, Hey, did you do your squats today? Yeah. I never understood the personal trainer walking around. I don't, if anything, (laughs) that's a, that's a distraction for me. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. And I'll also say I'm a weirdo in that I don't like working out in gyms. That's why I have a home gym Mm -hmm. because I don't like to wear shoes when I lift. Like I'm kind of a weirdo Mm -hmm. in that, but I'm in my little den of pain and I'm okay with it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so for like for the drop in the weight, that's that is um, what is my reward? My reward is I get to compete. Oh, nice. Right. Okay. So it's attainable. 
it's specific. It's mm-hmm. me- obviously measurable, right? Um, yeah, weight is a nice one because it is very measurable. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's very objective. Right. It's not subjective, and I have a time frame. And so all, all I have to do for that is to chip away at it. Now, where I need the other help with other things is I need someone to help me really learn how to learn this other language. I need right. someone to help me learn how the sentences are structured, you know, why you would use certain words in certain settings and why you wouldn't in certain, you know what I mean? Like Exactly. Yes, yes. I yes. need that. Yeah. Right? I need someone to teach me how to do stitches and to watch me do it and to, right. and to correct that. So okay. I would say outside of just the fitness thing, for me, um, I, I need that. I need people. Right. And I think that might be another place where, in a, especially in the jujitsu world, mm-hmm. and I might be wrong about this because things are really changing. I would say the old jujitsu world, mm-hmm. probably not something those guys would have seeked out because you got a very alpha male, mm-hmm. bullheaded, very the guy that will never ask for directions. Mm-hmm. And it does take a lot of humbling to stop and say, Hey, I need help with this. Yeah. You know, especially if it's something like, let's say your goal has to do with something like with handguns or shooting mm-hmm. or becoming a, a you know, and more proficient at, mm-hmm. you know, being a marksman. Mm-hmm. That's a very manly thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, I'm a jujitsu black belt. I don't need help with that. Yeah. You know, the two don't translate at all. Right. But you do, I, I think there is a point in, in the goal setting where I always ask myself, who is my mentor or what people or what thing is going to be my mentor mm. in this, this goal, mm-hmm. w- whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it was, even if maybe it's a cooking, maybe I want to be, I want to have like five recipes that okay. are awesome and people love. Yeah. Well, who, who's going to be my, is it going to be a book? Is it going to be a program? Is it going to be a person? Mm. And then I'm going to have to recruit people in to, to yeah, see yeah. where I'm at because that's how I'm going to measure where I'm at. Yeah. And a lot of people just, they start hearing all this and this is way too much work. It's way too uncomfortable uh-huh. because now when you bring a mentor in, you know, that person's going to, you know, they're going to check They're going to correct some stuff. You know what? So, so since we're saying that, I, I, I need to redact a previous <laughs> statement. Um, as it relates to like fitness for me, what, what I was trying to say is that I don't need someone there to help hold me accountable to yes. doing the work. Right, right, right. But I do need, um, I do need to like bounce things off of people. Like with, yes. it, like with form or with technique or with right. the program something. And like how to, how to really maximize, you know, range of motion and strength in a, in a rep scheme that will correlate to jujitsu. Mm. As opposed to me just going and doing five sets of five to just get strong. Right. Does that make sense? No, that's huge. So yes, I, I yes, did yes, want to yes, clarify yes. that in that I need to learn those things. Right. But I'm not needing them to make sure I do the work. Right. I'll do the work. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I don't think you need like a part of mine is like a continual med- uh, my continual med- medical education. Mm-hmm completion things like that i don't need anybody to help me with that yeah, but because you want to do that too. i want to do because you I need to good. have that stuff done right, right exactly and then in that case you can look at whatever the program is i go to for those C, what they're called cmes i can look at that as being my mentor okay but there needs to be something unless you're an expert in that field or a near expert where you, this is one okay i don't need as much let me ask you a question though mm-hmm. you probably have been around more experts 
in different parts of life. People that claim that they're experts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But do they not also do the same thing we're talking about? And that's what makes it so powerful. Yeah. There's been a few times, a few examples. Um, there is a golfer. Oh man, I can't think of his name. He's from Texas, I think. He was a shorter Mexican guy. Unless you're really in the golf, you would know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. He made the statement, I've never had a coach because no one can beat me. Oh wow. Now I don't know if he was just what? saying that to to um to be different. Okay. To make a statement. He was always known for never having a swing coach. Okay. Um did he win all the tour championships? No, he didn't. He was successful, but okay. he wasn't he, he wasn't an Arnold Palmer. He wasn't a Tiger Woods. He, okay. And, and that, that was the example I would say to people that even Tiger Woods has a coach yeah. back when he was really doing really, really yeah, well. Yeah. Um, he, those are exceptions. Mm -hmm. I think the, the, the vast majority, the 99% of us, we need those people. I and I only got that because when I would hear these quote experts talk, mm -hmm. they would always refer to their mentors. Yeah. So there's people that I look at in medicine and they will always talk about people before them. Yeah. And you hear it in jujitsu. You always hear the people talk about the people before yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that that to me is a formula for success that you can't ignore. Mm -mm. And if you're really committed to achieving these goals, man, I don't have the answers. Yeah, I don't. You know, that's, that's very interesting. Why do we not? Why do we, and by we, I mean us humans, why do we not look at the people that are successful and that, uh, that we want to rep, you know, we want to be similar to them. There's parts of who they are that we deem successful and we want to have a part of that in our lives. Right. Why do we not surround ourselves with people? more often to help prop us up and to push us. Does that, does that make sense? Well, I, no, no, no. And when, and, 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 and when I, I, this is a pretty common conversation mm -hmm. that, you know, obviously I only talk to my kids very often, but <laughs> among, <laughs> among friends and, and of course my kids about surrounding yourself. I think what happens is there are, a, there, there's a, again, we're talking about comfort. Mm -hmm. So when you are quote, the smartest guy in the room, it's comfortable. When you're the best guy in the room, it's comfortable. When you're the friend that everybody goes to, it's comfortable. And so to surround yourself with experts in other fields, mm. for some people, not me personally, I love it. And maybe I love it because I spend a, I spend the majority of my working days supposedly the expert. Mm. And so it's very easy for me and comforting to me to go somewhere where I am not. Yeah. Or be very vulnerable and say, I don't know a damn thing about cars. Yeah. You know, or how would you do this? Or, but I think for a lot of people, it's very uncomfortable. It's very vulnerable because now they're showing this weakness that they have. So you're saying that most potentially or theor theoretically, most people are unwilling to show that they're not perfect or show that they have a weakness. It's painful. But how, to me, it's painful not being that way. I agree with you, but I, I agree with you because I have this vision of what I want to be mm -hmm. and I, I falsely or truly have a, an idea how to get there mm. and deviating from that is painful. Oh, so okay. I, I, I truly in my heart believe that I have to be uncomfortable. I truly in my heart believe I have to have, 
I, I do not want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. I want to be around the people that have better finances than me. Mm-hmm. I want to know how they did it. What did yeah. you invest in? How did yeah. that happen? How did you make that business deal work? Mm-hmm. How did you make that person say yes? Mm-hmm. And most of the time in conversations, instead of listening to how did you make that person say yes, you want to tell your own story about how you made somebody say yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And although I do love to talk and I love to tell my stories, mm-hmm. I get 10 times more pleasure listening how somebody else worked their way through something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. My granddad used to say you got two ears and one mouth. So you should listen <laughs> twice as much as you speak. And, and I th- there's, there's a lot of truth to that. And a lot of wisdom. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's why I don't do the podcast by myself. I don't like doing this just to talk. Yeah. I like coming in and, and asking questions mm-hmm. and getting feedback. And, mm-hmm. and some of it, the most pleasurable part of it is when it validates the way I think. Yeah. But really, but I don't think you're see I don't think you're seeking out a narrative that matches you. No, guys. that's why I didn't ask you before you came. You yeah. could have told you could have caught you could have came in here and said I think goal setting is bullshit, <laughs> and 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 you have X Y and Z to prove that. Yeah, and, but I didn't think that. Yeah. But that's a huge risk. I mean that that's a possibility. But that would have stimulated a whole different conversation, and that would have been okay. Yeah, because nothing's better than and this has happened. In Elka take for jujitsu, there's certain grips, mm-hmm. and I know this is pretty minor, but to me this is major. There's certain grips that Professor Reggie does mm-hmm. that I'm like, ooh, I don't do it that way. Mm. I don't think that I do it. And I'm like, mm. damn it, he was right. I've been doing this wrong the whole goddamn time. It's not that I've been doing it wrong. There's just a different way. So now I've got to take 10 years of me doing a particular grip or particular maybe order that I was doing mm-hmm. it in that I've now I've shown people this. Yeah. You got to forget it and start over or something. Right. But, and that's not comfortable. I'd rather him show the technique. Ah, oh, yeah, that's exactly how I do it. Mm-hmm. But that isn't the way I do it. Now, was I more comforted and did I get a little euphoria from that's right. That's exactly how I do it. <laughs> but at the end, what did I grow more with? Yeah. Learning and, something and different. That at the end of the day, yeah, is that pain, that being uncomfortable. It could even be embarrassment, mm. you know, to a certain degree. Especially if there's a group of people around there. Mm. I remember one time somebody showing him. I was showing some old school over. This was years ago. The thing is, is back in, when we were in Franklin. Um, some uh, very old school um, under under pass. It's the one where you break the guard. Okay. You pin a leg down. You go under one of the legs. Okay. It's a very old school pass. Okay. I think it's a very relevant pass, but it's very old school. And of course, somebody was doing it. They weren't doing it the way I showed it. Mm-hmm. They were doing it a way that would set them up for a triangle. Okay. And uh, and he's like, hey, who showed you how to do that to the student? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, Coach Joe showed me this. Uh, and you instantly want to jump in and go, no, asshole, that's not the way I showed yeah, yeah, it to yeah. you. But in the process of that, he actually showed a different way of doing it that I was like, oh. That's even more different than the way I do it. Oh, it's also a little bit of pain, yeah. but huge in the end. That's cool. And that pain, I mean, you if you go to your teammates mm-hmm. and you say, I'm competing in six months and I'm losing 15 pounds, mm-hmm. that's not comfortable. For most people. Yes. For most people. Yes. I've, I would say that I think the, the, the central theme that we're kind of flirting with here is that for anything really awesome to happen, you have to, there has to be a level of suck go along with it. Yeah. Right. Right. So I've learned that I don't seek out pain. Right. 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 
But when I've realized in the process why this is painful, I've learned that it's going to be probably better on the backside of this yeah. than it was on the front. Yeah. So I don't run from it like I used to. I used to run from it. I used to run from mm. pain and hard times and all this stuff, right? But I just, I don't really do that like I used to anymore. Now, I don't want it to sound like I'm a freaking hard charger and... A David Goggins. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not, clearly. I mean, this. I'm not that guy. But, right. you know, I just know that through through enacting some discipline in my life by making myself do things when I don't want to or preventing myself from doing things when I want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of bad stuff that comes out of that process. Right. Yeah. I can say that I see on a very um, tangible thing. I see when people don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I see that quite often. Mm-hmm. You know, people that wanted to live their life avoiding that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the quote success in any way that you want to measure that, whatever it is, um, is very lucky mm-hmm. if they have that mm-hmm. with that type of approach. And, it, and, it, and it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, like you said, the rents do. Yeah, yeah. Fitness is never owned, <laughs> but the rents do every day. The rents do. Because... Um, you know, I think if you're born with genetics and you're in shape and you're naturally strong, that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So you got to have those goals to maintain that. Yeah. And the rent is due. It is. But that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, we live in a society that has really promoted being comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have remote controls. I know. What is more comfortable <laughs> than a remote control? <laughs> we now have it. We now have it to where you don't even like you just do everything from your phone. Everything. You turn your lights on. You can unlock your door. You can order pizza. You can order pizza. You can change the channel. I mean, everything is on that outboard brain. Yeah. And and so I think all of that influences that when somebody tries to set, when they have a dream and they realize I need these goals to achieve this dream, mm-hmm. to make this dream a reality, um, none of it's comfortable. Mm-mm. It can't be. It's or it wouldn't be a worthy it wouldn't be a worthy dream. That's right. So what's your goal at the competition? Um, is it just to compete, to just get on the mat, or is it... Well, I mean, I'm not going to be like... Obviously, I want to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I don't win, if I don't even place, I'm honestly not going to be that upset. Right. Because the, like, to me, the first goal, the first goal is to be at a weight and to compete at that weight class at that tournament. Right, 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 right. That's it. I want to win. I'm going to put all the effort and work into setting me up to win. But if I don't win, I want to be able to show my kids, I had a goal. This was my goal. You saw me do the work to get to this. You saw me go do this thing. And you either saw me come out victorious or you saw me come out with a loss. But either way, I'm going to do it again. Because right, that's how right, life right, is. Right. Like, you're not going to win every day, every week, every year. I mean, dude, I've had years, bad years. Yeah, you talked. You've talked bad. about. You talked about a pretty bad, kind of rough time yeah. that you you had gone through at yeah. one point before and, before moving here. Yeah, absolutely. And but like, it's been worth it. All of it's been worth right. it. Right. So that's my that's my goal with the with the competing. Yeah, I, I want to drop 15 pounds. I want to go. To that freaking tournament, I want to kill people. Yeah, and hopefully not get killed. (laughs) 
Well, it'd be nice if we actually had the schedule out for next year. Oh, so when do, I was going to ask, like, when mm-hmm. does that happen? Because I want to try to do something in the spring if we can do it, if we're not shut down. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I um, the only, I know that we have a local tournament coming up here. Um, but it's a, it's a smaller tournament coming up in February. But as far as the big IBJJF tournaments, mm-hmm. which is what I'd recommend to do, okay. um, the, the issue with that is that... Um, I think, and I could be wrong, I'm just totally guessing, they're probably looking at the rates of infection and what's going yeah, on right yeah, now. I'm sure. You know, it, it's been really painful, I think, for them to find these venues that will even allow, allow people to yeah. compete. Um, you know, and some of the venues have been a little bit more strict than others. You know, I've, I've heard some stories about guys, um, like in Atlanta, I heard they were really, really strict about the mask wearing. And, really? And it actually kind of got in the way of some guys competing. I guess some guys were asked to leave one person in particular was just walking to the bullpen and didn't have their mask on. And they just they, got kicked out? Well, he was able to argue his point that, hey, I was getting ready to compete. And mm-hmm. they, or he might have been putting his mask down just to coach somebody. I can't remember what it was. Okay. But he was late to his event. They didn't disqualify. I don't, wait, I think they did disqualify him. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so there's, it was super, super strict. And I think that put a bad taste in some people's mouths. Okay. Um it's just a rough time right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel bad for the IBJJF in the regards to, I think they're doing the right thing mm-hmm. because they are losing a lot. They have to be losing so oh, much so money much right money. now. I know. And uh, I think they're just trying to abide by the rules and that caused a lot of issues. Yeah. But that would be nice because that would put a, a more timing That's right. onto your, you know, make that goal more specific. Well, you know, worst case, say I'm not able to compete March or April. Hopefully I can in the summer, the fall next winter or something i don't know yeah i mean yeah. and if i can't do an ibjjf one i'll just try to find yeah. something now there's there's another technique that a lot of people um, live and die by and i was curious if you do this okay. um uh, a lot of folks uh, when it comes to goal setting make it a priority or uh, say that it's um and it's it's vital that you actually put pen to paper and oh, you like write, write these goals do you are you one of those guys or is this so i used to have a uh, like a whiteboard in my office Okay. Right. And I would put I would put that stuff on there. Oh, so that's almost like that that whiteboard is almost like your mirror of destiny. Yeah. Where I was going with this is I don't have my whiteboard anymore. Oh. <laughs> so what I do now is I just put it in my phone and my notes app. I just okay. keep a notes thing. Okay. Okay. That's not as in your face though as much. It's not as in my face, but I always have it with me. Okay. If you think about it. Yeah. My phone's yeah. usually always on me. But I I, I have like I've been telling Melinda, I'm like, look, I, I kind of need to put like something up in my office because I just, I like walking in, seeing this thing on the board while I have other things that I have to do. And it's just a reminder of like, yeah, did I do this today? I didn't. Okay. I need to do this today. Right, 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 right. Okay. How are you, um, how are you planning on measuring out your, the language part? Um, I have not given that because I think that's a huge goal for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, um, it's either learn an instrument or learn a second language. Um, and those have been very difficult in my mind to quantify. How do you really track your progress with those? I think the way that I would track the progress would be when I speak to Latin speakers for them to not laugh at me at first. That might be. You won't get that with with Spanish. I I tend to say I always I always compared Spanish and French. That when you go to, I I used to spend a lot of time in Mexico. I think. Do you do a lot of business in Mexico? I don't, but I sure wouldn't mind finding some. Yeah, um, they are so gracious when you try to speak Spanish. Okay, 
it's it's and this has been my th- yeah this has just been my own experience uh-huh. when i was in france trying just to get around yeah they ignore you <laughs> were you in paris in particular <laughs> yes okay well yeah yeah and i guess you can't compare because yeah paris is gonna be a little different than i've spent some time in france i like france a lot my my analogy is uh parisians hate everybody even okay. the french and the french hate parisians Ah, okay because in my experience when i got out of paris it was like people were really nice oh and they okay. were really kind As a matter of fact the single best pizza i've ever had in my entire life was in some little village near the italian border of, like in france it was off the chain it really? was off the <laughs> chain it was so good but i mean going back to this to me like to measure it um the short the short answer would be did I put in the practice each week? Yeah, and that, that, that's that's kind of like what mine was. I, I don't know another way of measuring that, but I, I think the 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 thing that I, I just want people to realize is that sometimes trying to trying to figure out how I'm going to measure my process my progress is not easy. It's not as easy as with weight. Yes, like we talked about, yeah. that's very objective. But there's some other things goals that people set, and it's just like how do you measure that you're on the right track? Well, I would think it's the simplest, lowest common denominator would be: Did you do it right or not? Okay. Did you try to learn yeah. it or exercise it or implement it, or did you not? Yeah. And for some people, that might mean making a schedule mm-hmm. and checking it off making yourself a monthly schedule, mm-hmm. weekly schedule, whatever it may be, and checking it off. And all these things aren't easy because they take time. They take time. And people don't want to do that. Uh-huh. They don't want to buy a journal. They don't want to They don't want to have a, a schedule up in front of them where they check off their progress. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, like, you have to do these things because what you want to be at 10 years from now is an expert at setting and achieving goals. Mm-hmm. And the more things you experiment and figure out that work, that didn't, that work, that didn't, you're just investing in yourself Mm -hmm. and, but it's again, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the whole investing thing, Mm -hmm. like just to kind of marinate on this for a minute. Yeah. How many people say that they can't afford to invest, but yet, Oh, and I'm not just talking about money. Like we can talk about anything, right? Insert whatever trinket or unit of measure we want to, you know, use like you don't have money to invest in the stock market, but you have money to go buy a Starbucks Mm -hmm. coffee. Right. Why would you not just put that $7 in a Starbucks stock? stock yeah. You know, why would you not take the time to go do 10 push-ups every day or do something? Just invest in right. in yourself. You have the means right. to do it. Yeah. It's just, are you going to do it or not? You're electing not to. That's what's in my brain all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I mean, every time that... Um, good thing is I heard uh, my kids are watching the third season of Cobra Kai. Okay. Okay. And I just so, started the first. Okay. So they, they had a, uh, Jackson hasn't watched at all. Okay. And I heard them this morning and Eli said, uh, Hey, let's, let's go ahead. Let's uh, come on, Jackson. Let's watch. Uh-huh. You have, you, you got three more episodes to do. I loved it. He said, no, 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 no. I can't do that. If I do that right now, I'm not gonna, and he was actually studying. Really? He's like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's awesome. Um, he's like, when we go out and we do our arm drags and our ankle picks, we're going to do that for an hour. And I have to do this, this, and this, then we can watch. Wow. Because you're, and, and how many of us, and that, that's just amazing. That's and, I, amazing. and that's inspiration for and me. How old is he? 16. Man, I wish I had that wisdom when I was 16. Yeah. I, it's, it, it, but it's an inspiration. It is. It's an inspiration because once, right when he said that, you know what I did? You know, the, the Ramwad? Uh-huh. 
I said, come on, E. <laughs> Let's go hit a Ramwad. We're going to do a Ramwad right now. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, we're doing yoga. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Because I, it's a weekend. I you know, can, man. And so at the end of the day, you go, oh, I didn't have enough time to do my yoga. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough time to lift. Mm-hmm. But I had enough time to sit down and watch the last three episodes of, of Cobra, Cobra Kai. I know. And, um, but it's that comfort. Mm-hmm. It's that, so I think those things, we have to be disciplined when it comes to our goals and yeah. saying you don't have enough time. That, you know, the best approach is really leave that on the, that's your reward, man. Yeah. That's your reward for finishing your daily goals yeah. or, or whatever it is, fitting the time in. Mm-hmm. But man, we just don't. And there's no one that luckily Jackson was my coach <laughs> when it came to that, but we don't have that typically. Yeah. You know, we don't have that. Um, so yeah, you're right. Investing people say they don't have the money. They don't have the time. They don't yeah. have the resource. You know, like just start. I, I used to say to people all the time that they, they I'm gonna buy a Bowflex. Remember when Bowflex oh, was yes around? I do. But it's so expensive. But when I get that Bowflex, I'm gonna start working out. Yeah, bro. You bought the Bowflex. Have you? Uh, you, uh, you, it, you didn't work out. No, but, yeah. you didn't work. You might have worked out for the first week, mm-hmm. maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. But if that was really your goal, hey, you can do burpees. You can do sit ups. You can do squats. Yep. You can do things that don't seem they're not sexy. Mm-hmm. But you got to build that habit up first. That's right. Before you go buy that treadmill. That's right. You know, oh, it's so cold outside to run. If I had a treadmill, I'd run. No, you, no, you wouldn't. You won't. Because you don't have the habit for it now. And building habits is a whole nother I know, man. subject in and of itself. I like I like the habits speak. Yeah. It, it's it's huge. It's huge. Um, yeah. There's actually a book called Tiny Habits. Okay. That I read. Um, it's good. It's not mind blowing, but it it, it confirms it, it confirms a lot of things. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yep, yep. Need to implement that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's absolutely true. And those habits, um, they're part of the key to success of goals. I, I will say that once I learned how to create a habit, mm-hmm. I feel like that changed things for me. I feel and, like that was a level up. And, and what really? What were your steps for that? Was it just small little implemented changes? Like you? Yep. The thing that changed it for me was when I was able to consistently wake up early. So you created more time. You made more money. I won't say make more. I always say that. What I mean by that is I um, when more, people say they don't have money to invest, uh-huh. I don't have time. You uh-huh. made the time. You made the money. You made I the made time. I made more currency. More currency. Right. right. Meaning, I, but here's the deal. I also learned that for me to get up early, I have to go to bed at a certain time. And people don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I had to do that. And once I, once I was able... To control the one, the one thing that I love the most is not having to think about anything <laughs> and just sleep, right? Once I was able to control that by myself, right, I, I could control anything for the most part. Yeah. Not, not like I could control what I could control. Yep. I could control the way that I addressed people. I could control... The, you know, the way I talk to people, I could control maybe my thoughts to some mm-hmm, degree mm-hmm. because I could, I proved to myself that I, I can get up and I can go to bed and I can right. do that all the time without thinking about it. So it was like a minor victory for me. Does that mm, make sense? It makes huge sense. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not a psychopath like Jocko where I'm going to get up at four thirty, or my dad that was like, I mean, my dad was the most diligent guy when it came to that. He was up at like three thirty in the morning. Going and playing racquetball, going and doing work in his office before he would leave to go work. How, um, did you have a lot of brothers and sisters? I have a younger sister. 
Okay. I was going to say the more kids you have, the easier that might be because that truly is a time of peace. Mm. There's nothing coming at you when you wake mm-hmm. up early. Nobody's hitting you with things. That's true. That's the time where I get the majority of my little, and we're not going to get into it now, but my morning routine, mm-hmm. over half of it is based on that time before anyone else gets up. Okay. For me to have a successful morning routine the way I like to mm-hmm. set the rest of my day, I have to do it before everybody gets up. There's something to that though. Yeah. Like when you're able to do that, I don't know about for you, but for me, when I'm able to do my morning routine, I get up, I drink my 16 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. I have my little special concoction. Yep. I throw a little liquid IV in mine. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, then I go do my Ramwad. Yep. Then I drink my coffee. And then I kind of ease into the day. I, you know, I might do some emails. I might mm-hmm. not. I might, you know, I might do some reading. But the fact is when I get up and I just do those things and they're now habits. So I don't have to think like, I don't have to think about, do I have water in my coffee maker? Yep. Cause I did it the night before. Like I, like you prepped I, it. Yeah. I prepped this stuff. So I just have to just roll through it. And this habit allows me to not feel like I'm behind the eight ball at work. Oh, right. and then then your reactions are not are not the way you want. Um, can you just explain what Ramwad is real quick? Range of motion workout of the day. Okay. What com. It's just a website, and it changed my life for the better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, from I mean, I never really stretched where I grew up. Like yoga, what the freak's that? Right, I never right, was exposed right. to it. But then I found out about this Ramwad stuff, and I'm not doing namastes and some other warrior like i guess we do a warrior pose we do yeah it's not the weird it's not as spiritual it's not super granola yeah exactly yeah yeah which i enjoy doing that if i'm with amy okay so we if if i go to a yoga class with her it's some of the best is it relationship time um i've gone by myself when i had injuries and i Mm -hmm. and i really needed like when my back was really my back is not my back's always bad but Mm -hmm. there was periods of time where it was really Really messed up um where i couldn't lift i couldn't use my core so i would go to the the yoga classes and some of them still kick your ass pretty bad Mm -hmm. um especially the heated ones but for us that's a good relationship time where we're doing that together yeah um she doesn't really enjoy lifting Mm -hmm. although she's lifted more sure um and, and the only reason why we've done that is because the classes are limited because of COVID. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So there's sometimes both of us can't get into a yoga class, so she'll lift instead. But um, it's really nice. And especially being on vacation, if you're at a place oh, that wow. has yoga available. Good, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, but I agree with you. I used to wake up and try to do a harder workout first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I wake up early like before Jackson goes to school and we'll work, we only work technique. Like okay. we're not going to work a hard roll. We'll take maybe two techniques and say, what is the problem here? And we'll do them real slow and just mm-hmm. work through the nuances of them. But um, if we don't do that, I try to do the, my, my try, I hate saying that. I My intent is to do the Ramwad and it's been a game changer for mm-hmm. me um, because my back feels loosened up. Yeah. I feel better and my reward is my coffee. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. So I don't do my coffee beforehand. Yeah, I don't. Because that's cheating. I do, I do my coffee afterwards, yeah. Yeah, I do my coffee afterwards, and it's just, that's my... And, and the beautiful thing about the Ramwad, you have the two different settings mm-hmm. most of the time. Long and short. Yeah. yeah, so for you guys that have any interest in that, you feel like, I would like to work out more, but I just... I mean, I physically am banged up if I do a hard workout in the morning. I'm so stiff. I can't do it. So... Um, I enjoy doing that range of motion exercise first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And God, I feel so. And I, now I might do a harder workout like when everybody's up, if it's like 
a, you know, there's no school in session. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no jujitsu in the afternoon. We might hit a hard workout that afternoon, or Mm -hmm. I might go lift Mm -hmm. that afternoon, but that morning workout, it's, it's huge. I've never been one that could actually go really hard in the morning anyways. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's awful. I used to hate like the morning work. Like when we had two days in football, that early morning workout was just the worst. It is. Um, and that was great when I broke away and I became my own coach when I was, when I was kickboxing professionally. Mm-hmm. Now I got to set my, my morning workouts were never, they were always bag work time. Mm-hmm. Can, and I warmed up into it slowly. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is you show up, you're cold and it's like, okay, let's hit it. And it's yeah. like, oh God, this isn't, and it's not just a mental thing. It's a physical thing. It is a physical because thing. Because I get more banged up when I'm not cold, when I'm cold, mm-hmm. I have to really warm up slowly and not everybody knows or follows that when they're, we're leading you. So that, that. <sighs> That, that, that morning stretch, that morning, okay, I can't do anything else. That habit, mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm going to wake up and this is what I'm going to do. That habit is, uh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. And it gives you mental clarity. It does. It, you know, my big thing is always my anger, mm-hmm. reacting inappropriately to situations. And I find that the days that I have that, I set it, I wake up, I do that routine, I am so much, and I, I've tracked it because I'm a nutcase. When I go okay. to bed at night, I'd say, how was my day today? How did I react with this? How did I progress oh, cool. with this? Yeah. Um, it's a bit psych- psychotic, but um, it gives me that objective data. And, now, and I might be setting my own future. I don't know if it's just mentally, I've already convinced myself of that. But even if mentally I've already convinced myself, if I don't do my stretches, it's not going to be as good of a day. Mm-hmm. That means I need to do them. Yeah, so we did, uh, Melinda and I did a little challenge in November. Oh. Uh, where we paid 30 bucks. It was like it was like the 30, 30, 30, 30, something. Anyway, so it was every day in the month of November, we'd pay 30 bucks with some friends and did like a, a little pot of, of money, if you will. And we had to do 30 push-ups, 30 squats, and plank for one minute every day for the month of November. Oh, it's awesome. And she and I completed it. She and I, and I think two other people actually won the thing. And she, like, she got to where she would not go to bed until she had done the work. That's cool. And that made me that way. Because, like, before I would kind of do it earlier or whatever. Then I, I just shifted it to where that's what we did together. Yeah, I like that. And I don't know. That, that was awesome. Well, that could be a goal for you. I don't know why now. we didn't do it, do it again. <laughs> But at least you experienced it. And when you implement it again, it's there. That's right. So, all right, man. Well, hey, listen, we've been going for about an hour and a half almost now. And awesome. I know you got things to do. Um, so I appreciate you coming on and going over this. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that people will find the conversation useful. I hope so. And, you know, morning routines and nighttime routines and things like that. We'll, we'll talk more. And I know this wasn't totally jujitsu specific, but mm-hmm. in actuality it is. I think it goes with everything. You know, because I, I think that, you know, this is just a part of of jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's where the belt system comes from having those goals, you know? So I think why the stripes developed, I think the, I think if anything, jujitsu is, uh, is an objective visual representation of what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. If you think about it, you yeah. start off, you have, you have a goal. You want to be a black belt. Right. Maybe we start off with white and you have to go through these steps consistently, diligently, diligently over time to get there. That's the right. only way to get there. Yeah. So what happens after black? You get a stripe, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I think, I think, I think. Um, then you get it, to go coral. Yeah, after a long time. But okay. yeah, I know. I, I, I just, I feel like, you know, I know personally after my promotion, 
I've, I don't think I've ever been more motivated after that. Really? Than, oh God. Yeah. I was a nutcase before. That's awesome. I was a nutcase before. Okay. I, I'm, I'm really sick in the head right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In, in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. All the little flaws and all the little things. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, I, yeah. Again. Thanks. Was, thanks. Thanks. To be able to be there when you got your belt. That was really cool. Yeah. It was, that was awesome, man. That thanks. Yeah. Cool. I mean, cause I, I just, you know, cause I always do say that to people, your goal, black belt, whatever. But, um, that's just another belt and the thing. And I, I am, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard on my wife. Really? Oh yeah. Cause every time just flow grappling's on, we're analyzing <laughs> techniques. We're going out in the, we're, we're going out in that, hold on, we'll be back in 10 minutes. Yeah. We we'll go out into the garage and work it. We're working a lot of inside Sunkaku stuff and, you know, entries into it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I think it's so cool that you, you can do it with your kids though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I did some. I'm very, very lucky mm-hmm. to have the my kids at the ages that they are mm-hmm. because it's a it's I get a little bit of everything. I have the really young one, mm-hmm. which is super fun because mm-hmm. we do basic okay double leg, and this is what we're yeah. doing this week, just double legs, and okay. then uh, the middle one where he's starting to blossom now, and so he's a little bit more technique, mm-hmm. and then the older one who's you know, it's a challenge. It's a workout. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, oh, it's, yeah, I'm super, so f- I'll never awesome. forget these years of my life right now. Yeah. And they won't either, man. That's, yeah. the, that's what's so cool is they might need therapy later on, but <laughs> no, man. if anything though, they'll, they'll, they'll do what we talked about earlier in the conversation. They'll be able I to think, reference I, the time that they learn this now. I think so. I think so. And I can see those habits in them now. Um, I see them, I've, with my oldest for sure Mm -hmm. with the goal setting and the self-improvement and the holding themselves accountable. Um, and I see that starting with the middle one and, uh, yeah, the middle one, he's, you know, he's a little overweight and so he's already been there before. Yeah. He's already tracking his weight right now. Uh Um, and, uh, so that's, pretty cool he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna weigh myself every day dad i'm like no 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 no. we're gonna do it once a week yeah once a week we're gonna do it once a week you know and we're we're gonna get there so what's the goal eli he's Mm. like well how much should i weigh and i'm like oh shit i don't know yeah (laughs) what's healthy i guess you know yeah i'm like well why don't we just work on just getting stronger and let's do a waist size let's see what's our waist size right now so he's already getting that goal orientated type thing so without listening to this but maybe years from now they'll listen to this podcast and it'll resonate maybe yeah well hey guys thank you so much uh you know trey thanks for coming man thank you very much yeah and um you know uh you guys can always email us at old dog bjj at gmail.com um has some awesome emails that we'll probably do a podcast and go over them and uh you know of course uh, you know, don't forget our sponsors that are mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. That's Revital Health and uh, uh, Voodoo Fightwear. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate all the feedback. And until then, keep training.